Hello and welcome to Divided by Brand, the weekly podcast show for entrepreneurs, business owners and influencers. If you want to learn more about branding, hear from industry experts and first-hand accounts about ways that you might find yourself divided by your own business's brand, then this is the show for you. Join me, your host, Dan O'Cook, a brand identity specialist with over 20 years design experience and founder of Vi Design Co. I'm going to talk everything brand, but more specifically, I want to go behind the scenes of real life brand challenges that businesses and individuals have faced that has left them divided in their mind or divided by the people around them. I want you to learn with me exactly what real life brand divides people have faced and by overcoming them, did they help to create success? It's the show that's going to have a host of different branding stories. I'm going to be speaking with people on personal branding, corporate branding. I want to speak with artists and designers, even streamers. I want to put these guests in front of you and get them to open up about their own brand divides. And I think you'll agree, that's quite enough jazzy intro. Can we just start the show, please? Hello and welcome to this episode of Divided by Brand. My name's Dan O'Cock and here's what's coming up on today's show. I've got another awesome guest in my Divided by Brand spotlight. His name is Thomas Worm and Tom is a wildland firefighter. And I've got Tom on the show because he's been through such an incredible personal journey. And it's a journey that's not only reshaped him from the inside out, but it's also allowed him to develop his own business and brand off the back of it. So join me as I speak to Tom and we really get into what's made him and shaped him into the person and the brand that he stands for. Welcome to the show, Thomas. Or can I call you Tom? I better clarify that one. Yeah, Tom. Tom's good. Perfect. Listen, it's, it's awesome to get you on. I know it's been quite a while since um, we did our intro call and a lot of stuff's happened for me, but I think probably more exciting stroke interesting stuff's happened for yourself. What I wanted to do, and I get it, each guest that comes on, just the first question I ask is, can I have three wins that you've accomplished over the last usually two weeks tell tell myself and and anyone that's listening what have you been up to yeah so i uh, had some big wins lately uh finished my training as a master practitioner in nlp hypnosis and mental emotional release which was an amazing conference and training and so happy to have that time with uh, dr matt and, and that group nice. as well as uh, i've had a temporary assignment in California with Wildland Fire. So that's been exciting, uh, totally different than Montana. And as we all know, California, there's just fire on the ground everywhere right now. So yeah, um, good training, good experience. That's a big win. And um, that's awesome. Yeah, looking to um, 
really actually moved to California. So trying it out here. Another big win is just uh, after the master practitioner certification, just clients are streaming in. So everything's just rocking and rolling and um, just going great. That's awesome. So good vibes. I like good vibes. Um, I'm going to do a little intro. Um, I've kind of introduced you already as a, as a, you know, a little bit of why I wanted to get you on the show, Tom. Um, but for people listening to this episode, um, what Tom does is he's on a journey and, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the journey that, that, that Tom's on. But looking at the content that um, he has on his website and how he describes himself, Tom, you you basically say that your mission is to create an elite class of wild, wildland firefighters um, that have mastery over their mind, body and spirit and there's, there's more sentences that follow on um is that what you're busy is this when you're referring to you know your training and what you've been up to is this your what you're busy with now this is your kind of passion stuff yeah so you know full-time i'm out there on the line wildland fire um and on the side right now building this brand is um helping wildland firefighters become elite you know and And when I say that, we really focus on leadership and that means going really deep into yourself and clearing out the mental, emotional baggage or, you know, why are you being triggered by their people and your crew or why is the stress of the wildland fire environment triggering triggering you? So all those past things that come up, all the anger, sadness, hurt, all those things come up, right? When we get in those stressful environments, all of that comes up to the surface. And so we got to deal with that. If you're going to be a good leader in a dynamic environment, right? So then we go peak performance, which is, you know, fitness, nutrition, uh, a lot of hypnosis, um, you know, NLP anchors, a lot of like dealing with mind, body, and spirit peak performance, right? Cause you got to get your inner energy settled. We got to get your emotions settled. Then we got to get their physical body settled. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, because, we, because I mean, for people that don't know, and I'm definitely one of those, the, the what's involved with being a wildland firefighter. Tell us a little bit about that. What, what do you, what do you do day to day? And then, you know, I'm intrigued. Yeah. So, you know, first, I guess a a normal day for us would be, um, you know, starting, you know, I'm on an engine. Uh, There's all sorts of other crews, you know, I've worked on the helicopters, on the hand crews. um, But generally, you know, first thing in the morning, we get to work, we have a really big workout. You know, we're either doing like a six, seven mile run in the mountains. We're doing a big hike, um, practicing with our packs um, or we're doing CrossFit or something like that. So we're always working out first thing. After that, we're pretty much going in the field and we're we're cutting down trees to lessen the fuels, right? Lessen the fire danger. Um, and then if there's a fire, we're going. And we're, you know, as the engine crew, we're generally first, you know, we're initial attacks. So we're the first people on the ground. Uh, generally, you're ordering all the resources. You're getting all of that, the helicopters, the crews, all that stuff ordered. And then you're plugging them in as... You know, potentially the engine people are going to be the incident commanders. So people in charge of the whole fire, um, unless it goes really big. Now we have to order like a whole another team, right, of just managers. Um, So it really scales up and down on exactly what we're doing. But we're everything from a crew therapist to like Olympic athletes to lumberjacks to 
we, I mean, we just do so much out there. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable, you know, and a lot of people they see on TV. It's just, it's not really painting a good picture of actually what we do. I guess that because, you know, we'll see on a news clip because the news is how I'll, I'll receive that information, usually TV and they're going to put up on screen, maybe, 10 to 20 seconds of footage of some guys in some luminous overalls kind of battling with fire, right? Spraying yep. something on it or, you know, perhaps they'll do a shot of it. Something that looks dramatic and that's all we'll ever see or well, certainly what I've only ever seen of what someone like yourself does. And to hear all of the, all of that other stuff is an absolute, it's an eye-opener, right? And where I want to go with this is that now, with, now that I start to get a better understanding of what's involved, it now makes me realize why this other side of what you do becomes like that superpower for a firefighter. So yeah, you can be as fit as you like, but the, there's a mental fitness, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we, mental fitness, emotional intelligence is, is a lot of what I talk about with my clients and especially the leadership stuff. And, uh, you know, if you, if you can't settle everything internally, how are you going to settle your environment? And especially in the NLP world, you know, we can, you know, we'll, we'll just dip a toe in with, with quantum mechanics here. But if, if your internal state is completely out of sync, then your external environment's going to be completely out of whack. Right. And that's, mm. that's just the way it is. And are we all right to talk about how you've been through some of that side of things yourself? You've actually experienced it firsthand when things aren't right inside. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, this journey I would say started, you know, I started wildland fire. Gosh, it's been 14 years now. Um, but about five years ago, uh, I had a really close supervisor. My engine captain passed away really suddenly. I mean, I was at his house the night before having dinner with him and his wife. It was just fantastic. Life was good. Um, next morning he was gone, um, from a sudden heart attack. And, and unfortunately that's a very common story. Now the, the heart attacks, um, there's a lot of suicide. There's a lot of there's a lot of things going on with the wildland fire community that we lose people. Um, and so that, that rocked my world. I mean, I just about, I, I lost it. I lost my mind. Mm. Um, he was very close to me. My first real encounter with death and, uh, until my breakthrough session, we can talk more about what that is. I didn't really realize how, how deep the, the death and the fear of death was inside of me. And, uh, it really made it come to the surface to a boiling point where I had anxiety and grief to the point where I was physically ill, right? I had some really hardcore illness stuff going on with just my mind making me sick. Um, and so that's kind of where, like, that's the foundation of like where all this stuff came from for me. Mm -hmm. That's what's been inspiring me is like, I got through that. And now it's like, if I can get through that, cause I was such rock bottom, like we can, we can do so much more, you know, whatever you think you are, you are so much more than that. Absolutely. So this, th that set you out on the journey that you're now on. Um, so um, to kind of set the scene then, did you, 
did you just go into the woodland fire wildland firefighter role from day one is that something that you've always done yeah so actually i'm third generation so my grandparents uh did the fire lookouts you know before world war uh, world war ii okay uh, my dad was in wildland fire um for gosh 17 years and so i just grew up with his stories of all the excitement and adrenaline and all the crazy things that happen and so I would say around 15, I was like, yep, that's what I'm doing. Um, and you know, by 19, I was on my first crew and I made it happen. And that's, that's the story. I mean, I've been doing it my whole adult life. So, so now then at this point, is it, do you feel like it's nearly a crossroads in that you've got, um, you know, Tom, the, the wildland firefighter or Tom, the, um, the consultant, the practitioner, the, 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 practitioner in LP, mental, emotional, do you see them both as I'm going this way or I'm going that way, or are they going to work together? What's your plan? Yeah, absolutely. And this has been probably the last like year or two have been like identity crisis, right? Like, oh my gosh, am I a firefighter or am I, you know, a mental health practitioner? And I've come to realize I can do both and I want to do both. And, and you know, there's, there's some things in wildland fire I'm going to have to do first before I completely jump off, um, and, and focus 100% of my business. And, um, one that's more like post breakthrough session, you know, I got to do more work on myself of like, what is that like? Because now that there's no anger, there's no fear, there's no sadness, there's no hurt, there's no guilt in my internal landscape. Like, okay, how do I fight fire without anger? That's really weird because I did that for 13 years, right? So there's there's a little more learning post like treatment on myself too. There's, there's some more qualifications I want so I can still do wildland fire, but more in a like a on-call basis, right? So there's, there's, there's some little bit of more career development. So I'm looking at like another year okay. or two maybe in wildland fire and then it's, I mean, I mean, right now, like I just, I can't even keep up with the clients. There's, it's like, I got to jump off soon. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's exciting. Um, yes. To hit that, that point, that transition and to be in a position where you're, you're helping the people that you love and admire, who are your, your, your wild and crew, your team, your family, um, and doing something that you know you're passionate about i think it's an awesome scenario to find yourself in um i'm keen to have a little chat about you run your own podcast as well and uh, it's called sacred ancestry podcast i'm going to put links in my in the show notes for this episode for your website and also for that podcast so if anyone's listening they want to go check that out they can tell me tell me a little bit about about the podcast where does that fit into things? Oh yeah, I love podcasting so much, and it's um, out of everything I do, I think the podcast is more just a creative outlet. It's totally open. It's just like it's for me in a way, where uh, my inspiration, like I listen to Coast Coast AM like every night. I've listened to it for like ten years. You know, I I basically fall asleep to George Norrie every night. If if people aren't familiar, that's kind of a late night radio show, paranormal kind of hypnosis, oh, this subjects go all over the place. So 
that and kind of like maybe a Joe Rogan feel of like, let's just interview coaches pretty much as is the podcast is we're interviewing coaches, but we're going really deep into uh, mind, body, spirit, really any of those, we're going to talk about it. Um, and mostly just coaches, authors, people that are on a similar path, but it's, I would say the subjects are, we could go from quantum mechanics to, you know, nutritional deficiencies to, I mean, anything spiritual to shamanism to psychedelics. I mean, we'll go anywhere, basically. Yeah, I find um, it intriguing. I'm having a quick look um, on your website, which has got the podcast page, and we've got one episode called What is Leadership? And then we kind of scroll up a bit. Um, single moms doing it all. So, I mean, they sound completely different, but they sound pretty intriguing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the single moms one was really amazing because there's – um, you know, wildland fire community, the whole family dynamic is so hard. And there's so many wildland fire moms, you know, that their husband's gone for two weeks, three weeks at a time. And what is she going to do? Right. Yeah. I mean, um, it's got to so, be similar or comparable to military in that sense that the, the father figures out of that family for however long, um, and they're left to kind of deal with it. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. No, I find it fascinating. Um, so Let's pull this on to brand because do you, what well, a question I was going to ask is do you feel like you're, you have a brand with what you're doing at the moment? Absolutely. So, um, you know, I came up with uh, mountain mind tricks is, is kind of my handle, um, kind of my stamp on everything. And, uh, I really love that name because I'm taking these mind, these NLP hypnosis, all of these you know, mental tricks, if you will. They're not really tricks, but I think that's an interesting name for them. Um, I'm taking I that. I think it's a great word because, like, the word tricks, like, it insinuates to somebody who's never been through that process. That's possibly how they perceive it in a way. Right, right. Yeah. When you start getting some NLP stuff and changing beliefs or, um, you know, changing your state of being like instantly, there's some really interesting tricks in NLP, right? Um, so I'm taking those tricks, and I'm putting them in the mountains. I'm putting them in people that are mountain people that are, <laughs> right? I mean, we're basically billy goats sometimes, like we are in the mountains. And so are even like backpackers or rock climbing, like this stuff applies to anybody that's in the outdoors, right? Mm. Um, and so, yeah, mountain mind tricks. I just love it. It's just a passion. It just flew right out of me. And that's the brand, you know? And there's, you know, with that, there's my books, there's the podcast, there's, you know, my Facebook. Um, I have a pretty big, you know, social media platform going on, the coaching, uh, the breakthrough sessions, all that stuff is is kind of under that umbrella. Yeah, 100%. Um, I was going to come on to your book as well, or is it, I'm saying book, is it plural? I'm having a quick look here. Um, yeah, it's plural. You've done more than one book. Yep. Yep. I got two books out. Uh, let's see. The first one was overcome anxiety like a hero. And that was, uh, a really, that book just flew right out of me. That was my first one. Um, that's more of, it's structured as a hero's journey of getting through anxiety. Um, and that's, that's a really, it's a really awesome book. I, I loved that one. And, uh, my second one, it was a really hard, right. It took a long time. I, one of my mentors, um, 
helped me a lot through it because I had to, it was almost a healing journey for me. So there was a lot of things I couldn't see that were blocking me. But once I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, this book's even better. Um, and so there was a lot of work into that book and Awakened by Heartfire, um, you know, Wildland Fire Stories and the Secrets of the Universe is, it's a very powerful book. I think that book will change people's lives just by reading it and following the meditations. Uh, it's goes, I would say as deep as possible spiritually. Wow. I, uh, on a far more literal note, the, there's a great cover design on the, um, overcome anxiety, like a hero. I like the, I like the illustration or the painting. Um, tell me a bit about that just from a completely different angle. I quite like that. Yeah. The, uh, the art on that book was so cool is uh through someone on fiverr so you know i don't i don't know the person you know personally or anything but uh i had a couple three four five designs and that one was just oh my god that's it i mean it is so perfect because the guy's standing looking at the fire like okay what do i do now like and it shows him like he's comfortable and he's walking into the fire, like with zero anxiety. Right. And it's just yeah. powerful. It's it just it, like, if I could try and describe it, um, you know, verbally, it'd be, we've got, um, like a forest scene, but it's a burnt forest because we've got not no leaves on the trees and we've got some like sticks and branches around. And then in the middle of this burnt out forest, we've got, um, this firefighter figure and he's carrying something over one shoulder quite casually i'm not sure what the actual thing is he's carrying it might be a chainsaw but i'm not too sure but i get the impression that he is being part of or he's going to be part of this fire i know there's a fire there's some some huge mountains in the distance and there's just like smoke coming over the top there's like bits of ash floating around and it's there's a, quite a lot of story happening just in that one image. Absolutely, yes, yeah, and uh, that uh, it's a chainsaw, and yeah, it it that image is just so powerful. Yeah, I love it. And you know, it, for it to resonate with its audience um, from a design point of view, that's the kind of stuff that designers, as a designer, we we make sure that we want to hit that nail on the head. So. Good job on the image, whoever you were. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. the only the only things that change is I, I'm a bit of a, I like my typography. I think I'll probably go for a different um, kind of layout on that. But other than that, yeah, great jobs. And then we've got the other one, which is Awakened by Heart and Fire. And you can tell this one definitely goes more um, spiritual and the way that you described it being more personal as well, because we've kind of got that Zen figure doing some meditation um on the front but we've still got the fire uh, in the background and then we've got this universe behind it so i'm thinking straight away we're going deep with this book absolutely and uh you know i through this healing journey i had a you know we can call it a instant awakening or a natural dmt experience uh really deep meditation and that is it totally threw me off for a while, but it was also the most powerful experience of my entire life. And that, that book really came out of that. And I've just come across another page on your site, which has got a great quote. 
by, I'm not going to pronounce his name right, Tao Te Ching. When you are content to simply be, no, sorry, I'll start that again. When you are content to be simply yourself and don't compare or compete, everyone will respect you. How awesome is that? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I love that quote. And the, the Tao Te Ching, right, it's kind of the, uh, it's not quite the Bible, but it kind of is of like Taoism and, and ancient Chinese mysticalism, right? Well, there you go. There's my naivety on the subject. Completely mispronounced. <laughs> Thought it was a person, but it's a com- it's a whole belief system, I'm guessing, by the way that you've just described it. Yep, yep. Brilliant. So this is, you know, the, the, the interesting angle from where you come at things with... Um, what you're doing within your your niche, and I'm going to call it a niche because it 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 is. It's a very very specific niche. Um, I see relations to the business world, and when you are an entrepreneur or a business owner, multiple business owner, to have that mental fitness, if you like, is also incredibly important. Yes, I would agree. And, and uh, gosh, you know, the entrepreneurship is so, it's so similar to Wildland Fire, actually, because you are just thrown into, okay, I got to create a website. Like, I don't know anything about that. Like, okay, let's just start doing it, you know, and you're just learning as you're going and you're just thrown in that dynamic environment that's like, okay, I'm going to write a book. Like, I'm not a writer. Like, here we go, let's do it, you know? And here's a podcast, like, let's create a podcast. And, you know, the the social media stuff and the advertising and the promotion. And it's like, well, I got to take a class now to learn how to do this. Great. Like, how, like, it's not so much, you know, how you're going to put out the fire. It's like, what's the actual mission? And let's, let's just see where the mission takes us. But we know the end state, right? Yeah. And so it's the same with the business. Like I know I'm going to help wildland firefighters, you know, I know I'm going to help them with leadership, peak performance and mindset and how we get there. I don't care, but it's going to be a perfect, amazing product. Right. Oh yeah. And I think to have that mindset of let's just do it first or get started doing it rather than getting hung up on details. Like I need my website to look and work and function perfectly and they can book this online and do that is a trap that a lot of startups fall into they see how other people who run a successful business or a successful coaching practice do it and they go i must have this i must have this but what you really just need to do is get out there and start doing the work and making the difference and then come back to stuff you know and then adjust websites along the way um you know i forget how the saying goes it's something better than perfection i can't remember how it i can't remember the exact <laughs> sentence yeah. um but yeah i think what you're doing is just it's really i i love hearing a story at the stage that you're at because you're just getting stuck in like you do with fires you're just doing it right yeah absolutely and and like you're saying you know a lot of authors we always talk about this like if your book is 80 percent, you should probably publish it because it's never going to be 100 percent. like oh my gosh my second book i want to just 
get every fine detail and it just came to a point like, no, we're publishing. That's it. Like we gotta, we gotta get this out there. Um, so it's the same, right? Like if it's, if it's good, like good enough, we can always buff it later, but we gotta just keep moving forward. I'm just, I want to, I want to um, chat a little bit about one of the books and you keep, or you have referenced a couple of times, um, you called it a breakthrough session and I want to ask what, what that is. And I also want to ask you, you take, you say that you've been diagnosed with a heart fire ailment in Chinese medicine. Can you tell me a bit about the breakthrough session and this ailment that you've got? Yeah. So I started, um, I'll start with the ailment. So, um, through, you know, like I was talking about earlier, my captain passing away and how hard that was, the anxiety and all the kind of stuff came up. Well, in Chinese medicine, kind of what happened is that my kidneys were weakened um, from a lot of the stress, just from being in wildland fire, along with the stress of my friend passing away and all that, like my kidneys were weak. So my water element was low. Um, and then my heart was like, really hot and like I had, I had a lot of anger in my body before my breakthrough session. Um, and so my kidneys, the water was not strong enough to cool down my heart. And so my, the heat or the fire, you know, the heart element is fire. So that fire, like eventually started spreading throughout my body and, um, into my, like my brain and the rest of like my organs. I mean, I had a low grade fever for like seven, eight months. Right. So it was like really interesting that the fire was out of balance inside my body. Like how it's just, the universe is so crazy like that. Um, and so I had to really deal with that fire inside my body before I could move on from this ailment. So that was, um, really balancing those elements. And that's a very Chinese way to say, say all of that. Um, no, but I, I, I'm listening and, and thinking to myself, I love the sound of this. I feel like often, and it's happened to me in the past, um, with some, you know, pretty traumatic incidents that I, incidents that I've been through where, it throws it threw me off for years in life and hearing you talk is making me go back over that um and when you're saying things like well my kidneys were out of kilter which was my water but that made me feel you you actually had a physical symptom that, that in their medicine was attributed to um to the to the fire in the heart the anger i'm listening to it all going and yeah you know there were things I think often in life, there are things that you can't just go to a traditional doctor, if you like, or I don't know what you'd call them. Um, and they'll, they'll say, well, you've, you've probably got an infection. That's why you're running a temperature. And I, you know, I, I don't believe that that's all, there is always a specific thing that will throw you out. Does that make sense? I don't know. <laughs> absolutely. No, absolutely. And and that's where the breakthrough session, I'm going to catch that point on the very end of this. Um, so the breakthrough session is it's mental, emotional release. And I'll just take you kind of through the process of I'll frame it this way, that it's about 30 years of therapy and about eight hours. Right. Okay. So it's an eight hour process. And basically I sit down with the client and we, 
they just tell me their story. Like, tell me your life story. Like I give them three to four hours of just like, just talk, like tell me your deepest secrets. Tell me your deepest, like emotional torture. Like, just like, we don't want to relive traumas, but like, tell it to me. And it's not so much like I'm listening and I'm in like a therapist. I'm not listening to their problems and trying to solve it. I'm listening for NLP patterns and how can I break that pattern? Like, Oh, there's a strategy that person is doing over and over and over again, say with relationships or career or physical health. Like they're doing that same thing over and over. Okay. So in through that process, we're looking for like the greater problem. Like oftentimes it will be, a really major limiting belief somebody has like um, I'll never be loved or I'm not worthy of love. It's something really deep. That's really significant to them. And once we find that it's like, okay, now we have the greater problem. Like we can start going into the actual release work, which is the MER or mental emotional release. And that's, you know, to, to simplify it, basically our subconscious mind stores every single memory, in a timeline and everything is saved just like a server hard drive i mean everything is there um and so we actually we'll talk about the way also is like so this whole story lights up all the neurology that's like kind of looped the actual physical part of the brain that's like connected into this bigger problem we try and capture all of that like every single neuron right all the neurology and so when we go through the timeline we have the person float back into the past and they're looking at the event like the original event like usually it's like zero to seven right some sort of event that's it's kind of silly on the outside but the way the subconscious mind stores this it's like oh okay um for instance my anger was from my dad smoking around my mom when she was pregnant right right? that is wild okay so it's something similar to that so now in the timeline they go ahead and release that they actually release that first event and then while they're coming back to now in their timeline they're releasing the anger um all the way back through each event through their entire life and so the anger is completely cleared out from their past so it's not that you can't get angry in the future it's just that you're going to be angry for like 30 minutes instead of like two weeks, right? <laughs> it doesn't yeah. cure you of anger or the ability to right. be angry. It's just yeah. stuff that's been a hang up. So, so we do that with anger, sadness, fear, hurt, and guilt. And then we do like limiting beliefs as well. Like, oh, I can't do this. Okay, well, let's MER that. Um, then we kind of clean everything up with, um, with a parts integration, which would be like, if you've ever seen anybody talking like, yeah, on this hand, there's this. And on this hand, there's that. And I think everybody listening is like, oh shoot, I do that all the time. Well, actually really what's going on is like neurologically, there's two parts of you that are like, they have the same intention, but they're not really whole. They're not working together. They're working against each other for, for some reason we all develop parts. And so we integrate three or four different parts. Um, and then we do a lot of uh, like forgiveness work. We do a lot of uh, big smart goal setting. We have a whole session, you know, hour writing a goal. And then we like kind of cap all that with a hypnosis and some post hypnotic suggestions of like, you know, positive beliefs, things they want to carry forward into their life. And so at the end of eight hours, it's like, you know, for me personally and everybody that I've seen gone, gone through this is, you feel like 
you've lost about 10 to 15 pounds. Um, <laughs> some people literally go through a detox period where they get rashy or they actually get physical symptoms from releasing all of the energy. And what's, and, and I use that word intentionally because the, for me, I'm very energetically, like I can feel energy a lot and I'm really in tune with it. And when I had my breakthrough session, I mean, my whole body was just like on fire, like releasing so much of this old, old emotions that it was like, I could feel my body changing. Wow. Um, and wow. so to go back to kind of where we started is that, you know, I'm not a, a clinical practitioner, which would mean I'd have to be a medical doctor or like a clinical psychologist, right? Mm -hmm, I'm a firefighter. Mm -hmm. So the next level of this would be like clinical MER, which would be, you know, let's say you have, or not you, but somebody out there, right? Somebody in the world right now has cancer, right? Of some sort. So they can actually, they've, they've figured this out to the point where wherever it is on the body, they can say, okay, something happened at this age and it was probably because you were bullied or because some sort of emotional thing happened when you were three years old and the person would be like, oh shoot, yeah, you're right. So they actually go back and MER that and the cancer will either go completely in remission and they can cut it out and it, it doesn't come back or sometimes, and this sounds crazy, is that the body will just erase it almost like almost wow. instantaneously. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of science behind that too. It's not just some woo woo thing going on. Like this is scientifically proven now that this is, this is really the future of medicine um, in, in, in a really deep way because we're really working with quantum mechanics, neurology. And uh, one of the ways that, one of the best ways to, to describe this is, there was a recent study with people's blood types and schizophrenia. Okay. And what's really interesting is that when people would change personalities, their blood type would change. No that's way. Not, yes. That's, that is not really rational, right? We can't explain that in science, but that's proven with evidence. It just sounds like something out of a Marvel film or something. <laughs> right. Like how, <laughs> how is that possible? Well, we start talking on the mystical side or spiritual side. It's like the ancients or, you know, new age type things is like, yeah, you can change your DNA with your mind. That's easy. So wow. I, science is, is getting there slowly. I absolutely love that's why I've just let you talk because I love listening to this and you know I, I, I hope as a listener anyone's just absorbing what you're saying because it's so fascinating um, I know for a fact that I've had ailments over the years that doctors have not really been sure about and they've just given me medicine based on a you know, a skin condition or something that's just an outward ailment. But I kind of knew, weirdly, that there was something else not right, if that makes sense. Um, I feel like we're going, uh, we're going deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I'd love to, but I want to keep it on. I'm going to pull it back to a bit more on track with, you know, I wanted to talk a bit more, a bit more about the brand and a bit more about the business, but... I genuinely find it fascinating. Um, and I actually wanted to say that I think, I don't know if it's going to be your thing, but I think your what you do, because it's it can be so well 
translated into into a business and an entrepreneurial sense and mindset and, and what what we do as business owners i think people would would pay to have you talk around this kind of stuff um you know speaking at events holding workshops um i think that's something else i'd i'd pay you to come and talk to me if we were a little (laughs) bit closer no i'm just throwing that in the mix for you i think um i think it'd be a good fit absolutely yeah i i do want to do some speaking events and uh some of the like awaken my heart fire but there's so many stories i have of just being out there in the line of crazy things happening and tying that into mm-hmm. you know motivation and leadership and all that stuff like yeah i, I can't wait to get out there on stage and, and talk to um to people because I, I do have a lot of powerful stories absolutely and there's an example i'm going to give you which was a guy that i worked with um maybe a few years ago now um who was an ex-US squadron leader, um, you know, jet pilot. Can't remember the the models of, of planes, but you know, we're talking serious military equipment. And he finished his his tours and whatever career he he'd had in the in the US Army, very high ranking. And he then took what he'd learned. Um, within that military role and applied it into a business sense and now talks to businesses about that mindset um, that you have in the military where you'd go out on a mission and then when you get back from your mission and you have a debrief and you sit and look and analyze what went right what went wrong and he he just does that for a living now he talks to businesses um, about how they can look back at stuff and make improvements and it's very similar to what you're doing yeah absolutely i think that's that's a similar story of you know taking the wildland fire environment let's apply it to self-help or yeah business is is huge because i mean even right now with everything going on in the world right it's like okay the environment has literally changed now what right so we gotta be dynamic you know it's just like you're putting in a whole fire line on a flank of a fire and now it's burned over like now what what are you gonna do like when the environment changes we have to adapt and uh, i think that's that's a major strength of being a good business owner is like realizing that yeah you have a mission but how you get there and only the universe knows that absolutely i'm gonna name drop that i was trying to find the name of the um squadron squadron leader he's called robert teshner and um the scheme that he runs is called debrief to win accountable leadership in action um i'm going to put a link to his site because um he's done a book and yeah he's a really interesting character but enough about robert let's yeah let's pull it back what are you what's the plans let's think five years in the future for you have you even thought that far ahead where do you where do you see this taking you Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I think the big one is, is my goal is to have 10 books out there. Like I'm, um, my writing's been a little bit off lately, like just cause of uh, my environment. And so, um, but writing is a big deal for me. So 10 books is a big goal. I have, wow. um, po- podcasting, just keeping that rolling, uh, and really just uh, taking the breakthrough sessions to here's my vision as I see, so uh there's hotshot crews out there so what that means is there's 20 people 
they're highly trained. They're like the professionals. Everybody kind of calls them. They're like, oh, they're like the Navy SEALs of fire. So they go out into the most extreme terrain. They go out into the most just hardcore assignments, right? And so my vision is to, what if every person on that crew had a breakthrough session? What if every person on that crew had NLP and hypnosis at their disposal, like a professional athlete, Yeah, you know, because we all make mistakes on the fire line. Say like, you know, you drop a tree and it goes backwards and it goes over the line. And now everybody has to work really hard. Those little mistakes, they knock you off kilter, but with NLP, it's like, no, we can like, okay, let's, let's just come back to center real quick because we can do that. Um, so there's, there's, I just see that breakthrough session out there in the fire line changing the environment completely because it's 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 just a game changer. Uh, it, it's a the biggest game changer possible is that mental emotional release. So do you think you'll um, you'll do this all single handed? You got plans to to get other people and train them in what you do? Uh, will they have to, you know? become and learn part of what is your brand now in order to to represent what's your thoughts you know i i do uh at some point i need to hire some people for you know promotion advertising uh, as well as uh you know like website stuff i mean i would like to have a three to four person staff just with the promotional stuff because I don't love that part of entrepreneurship. Like I don't want to get technical. I don't want to be writing code for the website. I don't want to do all that stuff. I just want to write and do breakthrough sessions. And to really get to your question, I do think that having one to two other master practitioners and having one that's, you know, a clinical master practitioner, that's a doctor that can go deeper with people, you know, say like, like PTSD is probably one that's, uh, it is a big deal in the wildland fire. And that's one that's like a scope of practice for me is not a clinical practitioner. It's, it's kind of on the edge there. So there's things that the really hardcore things we need a clinical practitioner and, and, um, I'm okay with that. So I would love to hire one to two more practitioners. And I think that would really, um, really awesome. help me out. So that's like the big you know, vision as long as what, uh, along with, you know, speaking, because, yeah. uh, I also see like a basic, I'm actually working on a book right now called, uh, the psychology of excellence in wildland fire. And I really want this book to be like, be part of training. So it's just, everybody reads this book. Like it's part of the national wildland fire coordinating group. So it's just like a, a normal fire class every firefighter would take but it's all mental emotional fitness right absolutely well you've got it you've got your work cut out that's all i can say <laughs> you're not going to be sitting down much in the next few years <laughs> absolutely yep pretty so it, the other question is do you do this all on your own have you got a partner have you got kids have you got family around you to support you or are you just a you're doing it on a one-man wrecking mission so I, I do have a wife. Yep. She's, uh, works in a similar field and, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot on, on, on the spouse, you know, I'm working all day on fires. Then I come home and I have a client once a week or twice a week. Um, you know, and it's, it's more of a time right now. The time is really hard with, with the family, but it's, it's actually going really well. There's a lot of support. And I think she's going through her own journey of like, maybe I do want to be a coach. And it's just like, yes, like this is going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, I like so, it. 
I like it. Well, it's good. it's always good to have that. Well, wingman, wing person, someone there, you know, to um, to share and, and bounce ideas off. So um, yes, understand the value in that. Let me ask you a question that I ask um, all guests when I kind of reach this this point. We're kind of looking to wrap things up here, but I like to take guests back in time as well. So the question that I want to ask is, if you met yourself 10 years ago, what would you say to yourself? Wow, that's an amazing question. I love that. Um, I mean, it's 2010. <sighs> Let's put the because I always have to do that thing when someone asks me a question about yeah. past. I have to go get the year in my head first. <laughs> That's, yeah, that helps a lot. Gosh, 2010. You know what? I think uh, really 2010. Wow. I would say that I would just tell myself to just go deeper spiritually sooner and to know that everything's just going to be okay because life just gets better and better every year. Nice. So you're going to, you just, you weren't deep back then, but you're going to just say to yourself, like go deep. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Um, I'm going to ask you a question as well, which I'm trying to now, th- I always do it to do that thing where you, as an interviewer, you want to ask the question, but at the same time, I kind of like, I, tr- I decide if I'm going to ask it because I try to predict the answer, but it's a completely weird thing to do. But looking back on your life to where you are now, um, I ask people to pick what they would describe as their biggest brand dividing moment. To reword that, in other words, how did you become the person that you are? Is there a moment? Yes. Um, you know, back in high school, I was, oh, I was in trouble. I was, you know, freshman year, sophomore year. I don't know if that translates in, in the UK, but, you know, ninth grade, 10th grade, um, pretty rough place. Lots of anger, lots of drugs, lots of just a very dark path. Um, okay. And I had a drug overdose and that near death experience. And that shook me completely off that path. And without that, I don't think I'd be here. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Well, they, that is a proper dividing moment, literally life and death dividing moment. I've not had one of those so clear cut on the show yet. Some people can attribute it to um, a move, like a relocation in their life. Um, some people to a switch in, you know, careers. They would they they realise that they've spent most of their life doing a job that they don't love, um, and they know that moment when it was like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. But never a life and death one. Pretty powerful stuff. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Well, listen, um, I'm going to wrap things up because I, I, I feel like, first of all, I find you incredibly, um, incredibly relaxing to talk with, and the topics that you, that you, that you kind of have that knowledge and insight into are fascinating for me. Um, I feel like I've not quite 
kept it on point with the brand and um, side of things, but I'm really okay with that because I think I wanted you on the show as a guest because of the story that you had and the journey. I could see how it tied in with what I do as a business owner and the clients that I work with when it comes to that world of uh, entrepreneurship and being dedicated and on the front line of it's like it's intensity of of work it's intensity in day to day so that's 100% why I wanted to get you on the show Tom Um, so listen thank you very much for coming on thank you so much for having me it's just been a blessing to talk to you and um, you know I'll just finish with this is that the the breakthrough sessions will absolutely change an entrepreneur 100% and uh it's it's a game changer so if you ever find a master practitioner out there i highly recommend if you're starting up to get a breakthrough session because there's there's a lot of stuff subconsciously potentially holding you back awesome well look i'll say thanks again and um we'll wrap it up there thanks tom thank you so much so here we are the end of another episode If you want to read more about my own work or my business, or if you feel like applying to be a guest on the show, which I am looking for new guests, if you feel like anything on the show has resonated with you on any level, please get in touch. You can do all of this via my website, which is danielocock.com. You'll be able to listen to more episodes on there. You can see some of my designs, some of my illustration work as well. You'll also find all my social media channels. So I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, and there is some stuff on Instagram. You'll be able to engage with me directly on there. The podcast itself is available to download via most of the major platforms out there. So thinking Spotify, iTunes, things like that. If you like the show, then please don't forget to hit share and it would be great to read a review or two from yourselves. Um, Just to tell me what you think about the show. I will read some of those out at the end of each episode and I'd like to give some special mentions and thanks to anyone who does take the time to write one. And on that note, I just want to say thank you for listening to this episode. And remember, if you're not proud of your brand, how do you expect anyone else to be?